and welcome to the We Will Nomad podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Andre. And together, we will nomad. Welcome to episode 39, our budget report of what we did with only $38 per day for the two of us for 28 days in Penang, Malaysia. Uh, uh, did we sleep in a tent on the beach? <laughs> hmm. The tent might have cost more than that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really cheap. Yeah. So today we're going to be going through our budget reports in detail. Um, we'll give a summary. We're going to go through the breakdown, tell you what our costs entailed. If you'd like to know more about going to Penang, you can listen to our episode 36. Going to Penang. Going to Penang. Yes, there's also episode 37, which will t tell you about the top 10 must-see spots in Penang. There's also an article, a full breakdown of our spending on our website, wewillnomad.com, under our budget report section. And if you don't know, I'm Andre, and this is Lisa, and we are from www.wewillnomad.com. So if you have any questions, pop over to our website and you can find us there. And if you're curious as to how we travel so cheaply and what exactly we consider to be budget-conscious travel, you can go all the way back and listen to our episode 3. Oh, well, way back when we didn't know how to podcast. Not that we know how to podcast now, but lost uh, uh, to the past, definitely. I must go back and listen to that. It actually. would be quite interesting. Right. I agree. What we have come to realize over particularly the past year of traveling and budget reporting, is that accommodation will usually make up the largest portion of our costs. And that is where here in Penang, we really managed to save a lot. Accommodation was 51% of our total spending. And we always exclude flights there and back to the destination in our budget reports. We, if you go to our website, you'll find under the finance section, a, a, a portion that's only reserved for budget reports as we call them and then you will find breakdowns on every location we've spent time in and there's also an interesting one if you're interested what cost to to uh, travel for a whole year like we've done lisa did a complete breakdown there of our complete costs for a full years of travel this one is a bit different because we did spend four weeks in the in same location place. so this is a perfect example of how long-term travel can be a little bit more affordable. It's really living in a place for a month. For, for sure. But you know what? It was nice change of pace for us. It's not the first time we've done this. But what was nice about it was that it gives you an opportunity not to be forced to stick to a certain itinerary. If the weather wasn't great today, then tomorrow we're going to go see this. If it's still not good, then we wait another day and we figure it out. And it gives you a chance to sort of get a bit more routine in your in your life and find a bit of structure you you, you start um, going back to the same stores and you go back to your favorite restaurant or your night market and it's it was a very very positive experience i must say and i must say i think penang was a great place to spend a month as well in one place because of the modern and comfortable accommodation everything that was available there from mm. food to shopping as well as having some touristy or some attractions to see, some touristy things, some nice nature and things like that. But let's not spoil it all. If okay. you want to hear a little bit more about Penang, have a listen to episodes 36 and 38. So firstly, accommodation, which is the biggest part of our spending at 51%. Okay, in... just, just in all fairness, 51% sounds like a lot. But 
51% off $38. We spent $20 per night for On the two average, of us. Yes. For, for a weeks. really amazing Airbnb apartment. Yes. Now, to be fair, the four the, the rate we paid was a discounted rate or a long stay discount rate. So, but that being said, we could have probably gotten that same place for $30 a night. Oh, easily. There which, were plenty. Which would have still been a good deal, if you think about it. Yes. Getting it for $20 was just amazing. Absolutely. As, and there are a lot of those long-stay discounted absolutely. prices are available, absolutely. especially in areas like that where there's a fair amount of accommodation available. And the place we eventually settled on and got this good rate was located sort of where we wanted to be. It was close to access to transport, local transport. It was in a building with good security. It was uh, pretty much perfectly suited to what we needed. Yes, yeah, so it had a bedroom, it had a living area with comfortable couches and a television, a nice um, fully functional kitchen so that we could cook for ourselves, as well as a laundry machine and very a modern important. bathroom. Laundry machine, critical. Yes, very critical. And <laughs> obviously it had sort of the, the more modern things like high-speed internet included, air conditioning and all living areas. And as a bonus, the bedroom had a beautiful view over Penang Hill. Yes. If you, if you go to the blog entry that gives the budget report for Penang, you'll see there's some photographs of the place we stayed at. And, you know, it's really crazy if you start breaking it down because our stay also included, seeing it, it includes your electricity, it includes your water, it includes your internet access, it includes your, it even included uh, things like... Toilet uh, paper, shampoo sh and laundry detergent. Was, yeah, everything was supplied. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it, it was really, really excellent value. You, you're going to go far to find, I think, that quality of accommodation at that price point. So what we would say is that for budget accommodation, double occupancy, you can find accommodation, comfortable accommodation for around $20 per night. But mid-range is around $40 per night. If you're looking for something slightly nicer or you're very particular about where you want to be, $40 is plenty to get you mid-range accommodation. And also if you stay a little bit shorter. Yes. I mean, I, I think that's important to, to mention. If you're only going to spend five days or three days, you're, you're really not going to find um, the, these, these great discount rates, for sure. And then, of course, luxury high-end, oh, you could spend as much as $100 per night and go really, really fancy. For sure. I'm not sure you would actually get, you would get something ridiculous for $100 a night. Next up is always food. So food in Penang was 41% of our total spending. That sounds like a lot. Once again, it sounds like <laughs> a lot. But let's be honest. I mean, what's more important than, what's next important to where you sleep? It's well, what you eat. Once again, 41% of uh, $38 <laughs> It's really not that much in the big scheme of things. No, especially when we break it down and we say that we spent only $16 per day for the both of us. And that included also the occasional beer. It's not bad if you think about it. We've done better, but we, it can be a lot worse. And keep in mind that we're not really people that go out to restaurants per se. Because we, we do travel on a budget and we're not holiday makers. We're not uh, on vacation. We are living in different locations so it doesn't make sense to go to a restaurant every night besides you're going to get bored every day if you go to a restaurant and not that you're also probably not going to eat the most healthy well, so i think in penang i mean we ate a lot of local food we went to night markets fairly regularly to try local food but at the same time the majority of the time we cooked for ourselves and we ate well we ate great local fresh vegetables and fruits 
and good food. I think that's one of the nicest things of staying in the same place for a bit longer. You do have the opportunity to hopefully prepare some of your own meals. And that's one Go of the grocery things you shopping miss. in bulk. The comfort of just making your own breakfast, whether it's something as simple as some oats or muesli with fruit or what we like is some steamed green vegetables or avocado or eggs or something like that. So that's that's something we sort of settled into and we enjoyed making a proper proper breakfast for ourselves. Unfortunately, I have to admit, we also ate far too much bad stuff for us, <laughs> sampling local sweets and desserts and tem- being tempted by my market food. But it's all part of the experience. You just got to strike a balance somewhere. And then again, if you are drinking alcohol every day or you want to have cocktails and things like that, you, alcohol could easily add another 50% to your food costs. In Penang particularly, beer is semi-affordable if you just have the odd beer and in supermarkets. But the minute you go to other alcohol and cocktails, there is a serious price premium to pay for alcohol. It's a funny thing. We find alcohol to be expensive in Asia, especially a country like Malaysia Malaysia now, which is predominantly Muslim where there does seem to be a bit of a premium on alcohol. But if you compare it to Europe or United States, it's still relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. And as long as you don't expect a bottle of um, wine with every meal, you can actually drink a fairly decent um, beer with every meal. But we, we try not to drink beer or alcohol every day. And it does definitely add up. I mean, you can easily pay as much for your drinks as you do for your food. Oh, yes. Without definitely. a doubt. And market food also is very cost-effective compared to restaurants. So even though restaurant eating isn't necessarily that expensive, the market food is really comparatively very cheap. Uh, we'll go through some sample costs now. But we would say overall for budget food, really your food and water, you can get away with $10 per person per day quite comfortably in the budget range. And mid-range, you would go up to possibly $23 per person per day. Luxury, with $55 per person per day, you can eat in a restaurant quite comfortably. That excludes alcohol, by the way. That excludes alcohol. You can double your your expenses if you had alcohol. Yes, I think so. I would say. And the supermarkets were generally fairly well-priced and they had a good variety. I mean, we we found that local fruit, vegetable salads, all of those things were well-priced. When it did come to some imported fruits and vegetables, they were slightly higher priced. I must say, it was very easy to find good quality fruit good quality vegetables, local and imported, at very affordable prices. But just to give you an idea on sample costs, if you have a local beer at a night market, you would expect to spend around the equivalent of two US dollars. And if you buy it in a supermarket, it'll be ever so slightly cheaper, like $1.50, I would suggest. And then if you compare what you would pay for a, a soda, like a Coke or a Pepsi, around $1. And then a coffee... I would guess it's like a cup of coffee, around $1 as well. If you have a fruit juice, for some reason, it's quite a bit more expensive. It might be in the form of a shake or a lassie. They're quite popular, particularly at the night markets. That's right. Some some of it can be a bit more expensive, uh, around $2.50 for a a juice. And then if you want like a a simple local meal, doesn't mean it's going to be a huge portion per se, you're looking at starting around $2.50 for a meal. Now, that would be sort of, you know, a nice, uh, the Penang is a char kao tio. Kwai tio. Char kwai tio. Which is a noodle dish. 
Um, and that's quite typical. You know, that's where you're looking at around $2.50. That's and that's where you can see if you have a very simple meal at a night market, but together with a fresh fruit juice, your meal and your juice end up costing you around about the same. Exactly. So if you really want to save a bit of money, skip the juice and just have your meal and drink water. <laughs> so next is transport. Penang, one of our, the other advantages of our accommodation was that where we were, we were right next to a bus stop. So that meant it was very easy to catch the local bus and transportation in Penang is incredibly cheap. I mean, for example, a one-way ticket for local transport on the bus starts at less than a dollar, even from the airport. Now, the airport we spent only one dollar. The airport to where we were was three ringgit fifty mm-hmm. per person. Takes about 45 minutes, I would say. And it literally dropped us outside our front door. And we actually went returned to the airport in the same way. Yeah. It's just so cheap. That being said, um, oh, I must admit now, Penang also has some interesting um, bus routes that are free to use. It's called the CAT buses. It's called Central Area Transit or something like that. Mm, cat, cat, buses, buses. cat buses. And they have two or three different loops that they do. And if you figure out the schedule, you can just hop on and hop off on these buses. Super convenient, especially in the Georgetown area. You can really get around so far mm-hmm. for cheap. I mean, we used to use them to go to the supermarkets. Even up to the Paragon area. To get to the Paragon area, area, which was just yeah. fantastic. But that being said, even the pay buses are really cheap. I mean, from Georgetown to Batu Ferengi, which is all the way in the north, is still less than $2 on paid local bus. And then, of course, there's obviously also Grab, which is their local, I guess, Uber or taxi alternative. Alternative. Well, I, I, just, want to, I just want to interrupt. If you do go to Botafringi from like Georgetown, my advice is do not take a bus. <laughs> <laughs> because. Why? Yes, it's cheap, but if you are two people or more, preferably four, take a Grab. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's if honestly you're four people, the Grab is quicker. And cheaper. You're not going to be throwing up all the way. Oh, yes. It's quite a bumpy ride. It's bumpy and it's windy. <laughs> so it's a little coastal, winding little route. And it's so horrendous. We got so motion sick in those On the buses. way there, it wasn't that bad because we stopped off oh, halfway. But bad. when we had to do the whole trip on the way home. And we did it twice. It we went bad. back again, remember? That's true. No, it's horrendous. <laughs> and we actually said, next time, we're taking a grab. You know what? Grab's actually very affordable. Grab app is, uh, is super easy to use. I think the fees start at around $250 and you pay like 50 cents a kilometer. You start. It's really cheap. I think we used Grab one or twice just uh, yeah, when days. We, we couldn't figure particular. out a good route to take a bus. And we didn't want to stand in the rain waiting for a bus. Was, yes. We got a little bit of rain. And you can honestly take a Grab somewhere and spend, I don't know, like 10 ringgit or maybe even less. So it's really, really convenient. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever waited longer than two minutes for a grab. Yep. No, absolutely. So we ended up spending a total of $12 for <laughs> transportation over ridiculous. 28 days. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, it's less than 50 US cents per day for both of us to get around. And we had to go shopping regularly. I mean, we were living there for 28 days and we went to all the sites around the island. And we as went well. to the airport and back. And we went to the airport and that's and included back. in that. And that's all included in that. Yeah, so that really, is. transportation in Penang super, super cheap. And then what's not included here is obviously our flights to and from. But the truth is that it's also really cheap to get to Penang from Kuala Lumpur. Yes. So I just wanted to mention that even though it's not included, that no. is also cheap. I must just add that the traffic in Penang can be quite horrendous. So driving yourself, although it might be an option, a lot of the places like our apartment had a, a parking pot yes. included. So we could have driven ourselves, but the traffic is so bad that just not worth it. 
good. If you have a scooter, it might be fun to scoot around. But once again, the traffic is quite bad and we didn't really feel like driving much because yeah. we were there for so long. It's easier just to get a grab when you need it. Now, you can shop around if you book in advance with a low-cost carrier like Asia. You can probably fly to Penang for as little as $20 US, maybe even cheaper. Yep. I can't remember what we paid, but it was quite cheap. I think it was like $13 it was around or $18. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, yeah, transport really was not a significant expense for us, even if you are going to move around a little bit more. And use a grab all the time. It's, it's, it's still not, really cheap. It's very affordable, for sure. All right, so next one is sell and data. Yes, now we've been to Malaysia before and obviously before we went to Penang, we spent a week or so in Kuala Lumpur and we got ourselves some prepaid SIM cards there already, which does skew the um, numbers a little bit. We paid five US dollars for uh, both of us, on, but this is now an average cost. And well, that was for our data usage for that 28 okay. days. So we already the had the TuneTalk SIM cards, mm-hmm. and those cost us 10 ringgit each when we bought them. Okay. So that's excluded from the cost. Yeah, the, the reason cost. why it's so little is that where we stayed, we had access to uncapped uh, high-speed internet. So it really wasn't necessary for us to have a lot of data. That being said, once you suss out the mobile data options, in Malaysia, it is possible to get quite a lot more data fairly affordably. But in our case, we just got the one gig each. It was valid for 30 days and it cost us like 10 ringgit. And if you wanted more, you just pay 10 ringgit and get more. I think on the TuneTalk package that we used, if you paid like, I think 50 ringgit, you bought 50 ringgit's worth, you get a bonus oh, yes. of 10 gigs valid mm. for 30 days as well as social media access so it's worth spending 50 mm. ringgit and you just get so much data yeah. mean, you, you just can't get through it actually well but, and i mean the th- over here where we spent the five dollars for the two of us for that 28 days for the data basically it's the equivalent we would have spent if you include the cost of the sim cards as well okay. so it's still a very small amount mm. we would then look at ten dollars for a month for the two of us with a gig of data each and unlimited calls between the same network, which was also nice because we could call, call each, each other, other if we mm. weren't together. No, honestly, uh, generally Malaysia is quite cheap and affordable for data. As long as you can get you some card sorted. And as you mentioned, we had a comment, we had Wi-Fi with our accommodation, but across Malaysia and in Penang also, there were generally quite a few free Wi-Fi spots. For sure. And it's also easy to get a SIM card. All you need is a passport and, and you can get it from almost anywhere. And after that, you can recharge it online within an app. Yep. Sorry, Next is general. General expenses. What I can say about our general expenses include toiletries, um, just odds and ends that we buy, small things like that, just general everyday expenses. Mm-hmm. And one thing about Malaysia is that pharmaceuticals are very reasonable. We seem to, mm-hmm. everywhere we go, you end up getting a little snivel here or there, buy a couple of... Um, flu meds or a few vitamins things like that compared to the rest of the world malaysia's pharmaceuticals are cheap yeah we didn't spend much on general expenses we we didn't have to pay for laundry we had our own machine and it's just like the odd things like juice paste and i guess shampoo and stuff like that oh we actually didn't even buy shampoo well i've got here yeah, just some we oh, random cost. yeah we actually have okay just to give an idea there. so 340 mils of a pantene shampoo is two dollars fifty Toothpaste you can get for $2, a roll-on deodorant also $2, and yeah, like you said, we were lucky we didn't have to pay for laundry. Mm. So we didn't spend spend much on those odds and ends, but it is honestly uh, fairly affordable to go to any shop and get what you need. You really don't have to worry. In Malaysia, you can get anything, so don't bring anything you think you might need. 
Yes. Leave it at home and buy what you need when you need it. So we ended up spending in total $48 on random odds and ends, general things for the month that we were there, which is really not a lot. So it's like $2 a day. Less than $2 a day. And the other thing to note there is that public toilets are available. There's often a fee, but it's a very low fee as well. Or there are seldom Western style toilets. They're usually the Asian style, hole in the ground, and don't necessarily expect to find toilet paper. No. <laughs> right. Next up is our sightseeing. Well, I think once again, Penang has, has so many options for just places to explore without costing you money. And because we were staying there for a while, we did do a lot of hiking. We, you know, we saw some sites which actually there was no there was no fees. Yes. I think the only thing we paid for was Penang Hill Vernicular. And then also our boat that we took in the Penang oh, yeah, National, National Park, Park to get from the one beach back that's to right, the entrance that's right. of the park. That, that, I think that's pretty much the only things we paid for, but we visited it. a lot of places. Oh, yes. And I mean, in total, we ended up only spending $17 for the two of us sure. for a month long of sightseeing around the island, which is really very, very little. And wow. um, if you'd like to see, we've done an article on all the free things there are to see and do in Penang. So on our website, www.wewillnomad.com, there's an article of what to see and do on a budget around Penang. Yeah, it'll keep you busy for a while. Yes, I mean, and just as an idea, those items of going up Penang Hill, the funicular for one way is $3.50 per That's person. That's like 15 ringgits or something. Hey? That's mm -hmm. 15 ringgits. And the Penang National Park, we took a boat. We negotiated with a boat driver directly and didn't do a pre-organized package deal because those are a lot more expensive. And that was the 20 ringgit per person for the one way, and that was $4.50 in other words. Yeah, I would recommend if you do go to Penang National Park, don't uh, negotiate the set price as you approach the park gates because a lot of people are going to try and sell you these little boat packages and it's 10 times overinflated mm -hmm. what it should be. Don't ever pay more than 15 to to 15 ringgits to Monkey Beach, 20 ringgits I All would say to, to the, uh, the furthest beach. But um, don't fall for for the for the package deal. It's not worth it. So there you have it. We ended up spending a total of $38 per day for the two of us. There's so many. I mean, you can go to Penang National Park, for botanical gardens for free. You can hike Penang Hill for free. You can go to you the can, waterfall temples. There's so many other temples. You can go to temples. temples. There's, there's all the beaches you can access for free. Walking there's, around Georgetown costs you nothing. Appreciating no the architecture can, and the street sure. art. So in terms of just sightseeing, it does not have to cost you money. For sure. Plenty to do and see. Absolutely. I All right. Agree with that. Sorry. Conclusion? So conclusion, we ended up spending $38 per day for the two of us yes. to spend 28 yeah. days in Penang. It's really, this was our cheapest stay of the entire year. Mm. If you work it out to a per day cost and we really stayed very comfortably, but it was because we took advantage of an Airbnb long stay. And mm -hmm. there are deals to be had. So one recommendation we can really give you is before you set your heart on where you want to go or what kind of place you want to stay at, look for opportunities, look for deals. Mm -hmm. And where somebody has a good deal, go for it. You know, one thing I realized when we started looking around Penang is that even if you don't have four weeks, it's still worth looking for a four-week discounted yeah. rate because it might still work out cheaper than even the two weeks Yes, we or found three weeks. that it was, I think, even if we'd stayed 16 nights, I think it was, it was still, it was cheaper. still cheaper than for paying for 14 days. That's right. So sometimes you extend your search criteria and your period and see if it, 
it doesn't give you a, a, a better long stay discount. discount and it might actually work out cheaper some places give you 40 50 even 60 percent discount so if you if you're staying for like three weeks mm. a four week stay might be cheaper than yep. actually booking three weeks on the food side i think we ate plenty especially no in Penang. yeah <laughs> we love trying local food and we ate so much food from the local markets we ate so many sweet snacks but being able to cook for yourself does help in a way Possibly not so much to save costs, but allows you to eat better. Sure. I think if we'd eaten out at a night market every night, we would have saved money compared to buying our groceries and cooking Probably. for ourselves. But we wouldn't have had as much great fresh vegetables and healthy meals. I think the important thing is just that if you refrain from think, drinking alcohol or any expensive drink for that matter, mm -hmm. you can contain your expenses with uh, food and drink by quite a big margin yeah. you can almost double your your expenses if you drink alcohol so i think the big takeaway here is stay longer it's cheaper don't drink alcohol and eat local <laughs> don't eat local. go to western restaurants all the yes. time eat local with the locals absolutely um, and that's where you're going to get your good deals and enjoy tasting good local food stay out of the western restaurants and bars and coffee shops it's really not all besides you're just going to be disappointed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and even though we traveled around quite a lot in the month that we spent on Penang, transportation is so cheap that it just almost didn't even add up. It was so cheap and easy to get around. The goal is not to stay as cheap as possible. I think I should point that out. But if you can make it affordable, why not? And when it's an opportunity to slow down, spend some time in a place and recharge your batteries almost. I've of course. Great. Well, there we go. That's our episode, our budget reports on Penang. If you'd like to read more about Penang, have a look on our website, wewillnomad.com. And if you'd like to listen to a bit more about Penang, take a listen to episodes 36 and 38. Yep. And if you found this helpful or you think you can uh, help us save a bit more next time, <laughs> please feel free to send us an email or drop us a note and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ciao.